0: Hey, this is Mr. Anderson Anderson, and you are listening to two out of three falls.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97 ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back
0: and stay mage you're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz, this is the voice of the new world order, NWO, and neo secrets of WCW Network.
1: Welcome to the first two out of three four show in 2019. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And I'm going to be joined by, in just a few minutes, Mr. Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. You can follow our third man, Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report on Twitter at wrestle_ranch. Before we go any further, for myself, Graham, and Mark, we definitely want to appreciate those who um, have supported the show from last year, year before, and all that good stuff. We definitely appreciate Um, You know, you guys reaching out to us on Twitter, giving us feedback. We would love to have more feedback. And I know there's a a, a plethora of (laughs) wrestling podcasts out there. So it's kind of hard to, you know, hear each and every one of them. You know, me, I'm just a fan. I'm not a professional like that. I don't cover wrestling, you know, I I watch it and I I just give my opinion, you know, week in, week out to kind of provide you guys some fun, entertaining content and, you know, our opinion. Uh, I know Graham does it professionally, Mark does it professionally, also the UFC and with us three together, I felt that it would be a, a cool dynamic to provide you some, you know, sometimes different takes different outlook on wrestling week in week out because you know we can only review raw and smackdown for, for so long <laughs> and pay-per-views here and there which is cool but um we're looking forward to you guys you know supporting us also in 2019 again if there's any questions or any feedback you can have you can always uh tweet us on twitter and let us know whether you like the show you love it. You hate it. You want to provide some ideas of what to do going forward. Uh, we definitely, you know, appreciate that. And going forward, we do have two out of three falls podcast T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? So they are on they are they are on pro slash cruise control. And for you guys, from January 3rd, 12 p.m. Central Time, till January 7th. 12 p.m. Central Time. Go on to prowrestlingteescom slash Cruise Control and and you can get our shirt and any shirt on the site for 20% off. It is a big Wrestle Kingdom 13 sale in Tokyo Dome. I think that's uh, January 4th. So Mark is going to come on and, and, and preview Wrestle Kingdom. So the Wrestle Kingdom 13 sale going on on prowrestlingtees.com. You can find our shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control, and you can buy it for 20% off, but use the coupon code Kingdom, all one word, Kingdom, on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control, and to get our shirt and any shirt off the site, 20% off, again, from January 3rd, 12 p.m. Central Time till January 7th, 12 p.m. Central Time, Russell Kingdom 13 sale on the site. Use the coupon code Russell Kingdom for 20% off. And I would love to see our shirt uh, uh, one purchase. <laughs> Two, uh, somebody could wear it at a, at a house show, the next All In, WrestleMania takeover. And if you do and take a picture of it, please tweet at us. Uh, it'll make all of us feel good it'll make all of us all of us feel happy and like feel like we made it um, and we would definitely retweet it put it on our instagram because if you show us that love we would definitely show you that love back again real quick pro wrestlingtees.com slash cruise control january 3rd from 12, uh, 12 p.m central time till january 7th 12 p.m central time use the coupon code wrestle kingdom to get our shirt and any shirt off the site for 20% off. Now, my man, Mark Ramondi from MMAFighting.com, off the heels of UFC 232 in Inglewood, California, at the Forum. On here to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 13, who should be the main event for WrestleMania
2: 35,
1: all that good stuff. My man, Mark Ramondi, how you doing?
2: I'm back, baby. I'm back.
1: That's nice. You know what? <laughs> real, you know, real talk, man. A lot of people <laughs> that that was that was very climactic of you. I'm back, like like Jordan in '95. Um, a lot of people have asked about you. A lot of fans on, on my
2: Twitter timeline. No one has no, Don't lie asked, to me. Don't know, patronize. All, listen, Cruz. man. No all, one has asked me. All eight no of them. That, no one's asked about me. No <laughs> all one.
1: eight of them have asked about you. And they're like, you know what, it's different without Mark. But then I, I sometimes I, I miss Mark, and I don't, you know. They they love the dynamic between me and Graham, going, you know, old school, you know, like back in the day. But you know, people have asked about you. You know, they have asked about where is the podcast because me and Graham haven't really been consistent with it. Um, I guess during the whole holiday time, but I do want to get back on track every every week or so um going forward in 20, 2019 so i'm glad you're back uh, hopefully officially every week i know you're a very busy man had a very busy 2018 so first and foremost welcome back to the show my man
2: why thank you it's good to be back and i don't <laughs> believe for a second that anyone actually missed me but thank you for lying to me over the holidays. <laughs> listen, makes man, me I, feel good.
1: Listen, man. As long as you're here and you're on, and you're on the show and you can give us your time every week, we greatly appreciate that. You, like I said, you had a very great 2018. All jokes aside, man, great work for the for the website, uh, the YouTube show. You're on camera now more days. You know, a lot not looking nervous. or you're getting acclimated to new things. How would you sum up? You're 2018 and covering the UFC and talking wrestling and all that good stuff.
2: Uh, it's been it's been so busy, man. It's it's really been a, a crazy year, one of the busiest years of my life. I, I traveled more this year than I ever have before. It was just a whirlwind, and I, I, I mean, many people know, maybe not, but uh, I assume most people who are MMA fans know that our our main host, our main on camera talent. Ariel Hawani, are you know one of our main our main reporters and and uh, and and I mean really one of the, the the nucleus of the of the entire MMAfighting.com site. Mm-hmm. He left in June to go to, to ESPN, and he's doing great over there. He's he's got uh, actually he's got a New Year's Eve show tomorrow night, or I should say uh, a New Year's Eve night um, on ESPN two, which I, I very very happy for him. But he left, and it kind of made everyone have to pick up for losing that huge you know key cog in the wheel mm. and I was I I I ended up traveling a lot more once he left in June and that was kind of around that was around, that was really why I, I haven't done the show as much up until June I think I was on most weeks if not every yeah. week and then and then when that happened I, it kind of changed the whole the whole course of the rest of my year where you know I I traveled every week uh, every month I should say no I'm sorry every week from the middle uh, of July until the beginning of November, I was I didn't not, I did not spend a full seven days at home for that entire stretch. Wow! And it was it was it was crazy. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not I don't mean to complain. I have I have a a very uh, exciting job. I, I travel to cover you know UFC events and and mixed martial arts events all over the country, sometimes all over the world, and and. It's great. It was just a it was a very uh, different experience the last six months or so than I had had previously where I I didn't travel. I didn't travel from November 2017 to June 2018. And then starting in June 2018, I was traveling uh, quite a bit, quite a bit, almost every week the rest Mm -hmm. of the year. And uh, I was uh, just just finished up the last UFC event of the year. On Saturday night, it was in Los Angeles. Supposed to be in Las Vegas, so I didn't have to travel for that one. But it was still a long week right. with everything that was going on with John Jones and all that stuff. But it's been, man, it's been a, a, one of the, one of the craziest years of my life. I, I've uh, I, I I pride myself on, on hard work, but this year took it to another level. I feel like I uh, I had to work yeah, even even uh, doubly as hard it's, at some points.
1: So what would you say? I know you, you know, you went to. Many events. You travel all over the world. Japan, uh, New Orleans for WrestleMania. You was in uh, at Chicago, all in. I'm I'm forgetting a whole bunch of areas, but yeah. What would you What would you say? You know, your top two, top three highlights of your of your years.
2: In, ter- in terms of in terms of work, or in terms of just going somewhere as as a fan.
1: I mean, okay, let's start going as a fan.
2: I think probably all in in September in Chicago was the best experience for for me as a fan. That was a, yeah. just a really great show. Probably the best the best live wrestling show that I've ever been to, top to bottom. It was just a just a really great week with this with the Starcast convention and and the show itself the vibe was just really good it was just everyone was like it just had, was a very good vibe for, for from everyone there everyone felt like they were there to have fun mm-hmm. and the show really delivered so as a fan that was great i also had fun of course wrestlemania week in in new orleans back in april that was a good time as as far as work goes i can't really i can't really weigh it in terms of what was fun and what was not certainly the the craziest week was the was the Conor McGregor, Habib Nurmagomedov week <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas in October? <laughs> that was pretty crazy. That was crazy, that was yeah. that was nonstop. the The brawl after the fight. I was I was pretty much up that entire night working. Didn't sleep until I think seven a.m. after that fight. It was uh it was pretty crazy. Uh, it was it was pretty crazy, and uh, I mean, I I experienced a lot of cool stuff this this whole this mm-hmm. whole year. But as far as far as the things that I'll probably remember. For years to come, it's it was definitely that week, and you know what? Even just even this last uh, this last past week, Randy, with with the UFC uprooting the entire event, John Jones having adverse drug test uh, findings, and that whole saga uh, mm-hmm. was was uh, was pretty crazy.
1: Um, well, first of all, big ups to you, man. I hope one day I can travel just as much as you do. Um, WrestleMania 35 is in well. New York, New Jersey, MetLife. So will you be at WrestleMania 35? And if so, man, I need help getting there, man. I'm trying to get there. The ticket prices are way high. I have no idea why, but you got to help me get in WrestleMania 35, man, if you're going.
2: I don't know if I'm going to WrestleMania oh. 35, but I will tell you this. <laughs> I, will be, I will be in New York that week. I will be there. I don't know if I'll be at WrestleMania, and I, I maybe I'll be there for work like I, like I did last year, or, uh-huh. or I guess this year, this past year. Maybe I'll be there as a fan. I don't know yet, but I will definitely be there that week, going to see the the indie shows and the New Japan Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden, oh, yeah, which is the course. day before WrestleMania. I will be in town for that. I already have my Airbnb booked. I've had it booked since the last summer, so I'm 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 definitely in for that week. In so, in New York,
1: so no, so right as of right now, no WrestleMania and no Takeover for you, right?
2: I don't know about Takeover because Takeover is going to be on Friday, so it's not right. going up against New Japan Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So it's possible I may still go to uh, to Takeover. I do have tickets to Joey Janela's Spring Break, which is immediately after. <laughs> the new Japan ring of honor show on the Saturday night, Uh which I'm going to be basically finishing up at MSG going up downstairs to Penn station and taking the path train to Jersey city where Joey Janela spring break is. That's going to be a very long day, but it should be fun. And then I have tickets to stardom, the women's, the Japanese women's wrestling promotion, uh, which is on the Friday of WrestleMania week in my home borough of Queens.
1: That's right. Um, I will, you know, to shock you a bit. I'm going to try. Um, knowing that the, the the New Japan is on that Saturday before WrestleMania and I do work with the Knicks and everything. So I'm going to try to go to that show somehow, some ways, see if I can get some tickets in there. Hopefully I'll see you. Don't, don't quote me. I, I did not say I guarantee I will be there. I'm going to try to go to that New Japan show. Uh, to kind of shock you, to say, hey, just show you <laughs> that I am willing and trying to check out new stuff because I know how you are. You're very adamant about everything aside from WWE. I'm gonna try for that day. If not, at least you know I made an attempt to go.
2: Well, I hope to see you there, Randy, because I think it'll be a great <laughs> show. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what wrestlers will be on that show at this point because uh-huh. there is. Uh, there are some interesting developments in, in that regard, but we'll, we'll touch on that a, a, little bit, a little bit later on in the show. But I think I imagine that it'll be a, a very good show,
1: right? So I do have you on the show. Um, we got Wrestle Kingdom 13 coming up in about a week. So by the time people hear the show, you yourself will already be in Japan, uh, you know, getting ready to watch this show. So we have, I'm looking at it right now. Eleven matches in total, so I'm gonna ask you, who do you have in in, in you know to win in each match? You kind of tell me the background and, and who you got, and we'll go from there. So obviously, maybe eighty percent of these people I don't even know, I never heard of. I know a few people, so don't don't kill me. But terrible, um, <laughs>
2: terrible.
1: This is why I said I'm gonna try. I, I don't see New Japan. I don't even see NXT all the time, bro. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finagle and try to you know wiggle my way around this. But anyway, uh, matter of fact, how can I Watch New Japan, but not like at four o'clock in the morning.
2: I believe Access TV will be showing it. So it's January fourth in Tokyo, right? But it'll be that's like that's like uh, for for us in the states. That's kind of the night of January third, like overnight into January fourth. Mm. So that'll be that day. But I believe it'll be on Access TV in the states. Do you have Access? No, I don't. Oh, uh, that's that's not good. Yeah, that's not correct. good, Randy. Not good. Do you? I do. I do have it. I have Directv. Uh, uh, it's on Directv.
1: No, nah, I I got Verizon FiOS, man.
2: Mm. Nah, I was good <laughs> I had that. I had that when I lived in Queens.
1: Oh, don't worry, man. Because you know, trust me, I would. I would definitely find a link to watch the whole thing, like I did the last show. I think it was All In. I found the link. So I saw All In. I took my time watching it. So trust me, I will find a link to Russell Kingdom Thirteen, bro.
2: Excellent. It'll be. I mean, this is this is a really, really good show. I mean, this is uh, this is a this is a very, very deep lineup. All right. I would I would say it's I would say it's one of the better Wrestle Kingdom lineups on paper mm-hmm. in uh, maybe uh, probably ever.
1: All right. So we have this Gauntlet match. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders to the never open weight six man tag team championship. I'm going to talk like I know what I'm talking about. Most violent players uh, against uh, the elites and a whole different tag team. So you got to help <laughs> <y'all>.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's, a gaunt, it's a gauntlet. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is like the pre- the pre-show. Yep. The pre-show match. Basically, it's just whoever whoever is not in a big match on the main card kind of got thrown into this gauntlet match. I can see. And the winner of the gauntlet match is going to wrestle for the, their six-man titles the next night at, at New Year Dash. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a matchup of any of any great importance. But there are some there are some very good wrestlers who have big names on, on in this match, including uh, Hangman Page and, and Marty Scurll, who are on the elites team. Yeah, I remember them, yeah. Minoru Suzuki, who's leading the Suzuki Goon team, uh, Haruki Goto, uh, Jeff Cobb. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a it's basically the the spot where where the guys who are not in a big program, are wrestling and it'll be a it'll be a good match but it doesn't have a ton of, of significance
1: okay then we have Koda Ibushi and will Osprey singles match for the never open weight championship
2: yeah that that is probably very well could steal the show that that's one that mm-hmm. that's that's a bit of a dream match between those two guys okay I don't know if you saw Randy there was that that gif that went viral uh, about two weeks ago where it was it was the tag team match, and, and Ibushi and uh, and Osprey were both in it. And Ibushi went for the Hurricane Rana off the top rope, and Osprey flipped out of it, landing on his feet perfectly. That was uh, mm-hmm. uh, you probably saw that. I'm sure that was really crazy. Those guys are going to absolutely tear it down. They are two of the most athletic wrestlers on the planet, and it's this is this is also uh, Ibushi had one of the best years of any wrestler in, in the world this year. And and this is another big match for him moving forward to see Mm -hmm. where he goes in in 2019. But in many ways, it's a a much bigger match for Osprey because Osprey wrestles in New Japan's junior heavyweight division. He's a former junior heavyweight champion, so he does not wrestle... Very often in singles matches against the Kenny Omegas and the Kazuchika Okadas and the Tanahashis and right. what have you, because he's in the junior division he's in uh, I mean it's not it's not like it's quite like 205 Live like WWE has because they're they wrestle on the same show but they don't often wrestle each other except it's in, in in tag team matches so the never the never title is is New Japan's open weight title it's it's very much like a B or even C level title. But it's been elevated by by Ibushi now, who's had the belt only for like a few weeks. But it's it's a it's one of the biggest matches for for this never title, and it'll be a gateway for Osprey in 2019 to to, to uh, for I mean he he's almost definitely going to move up to heavyweight in 2019 and be a big big factor for them as far as foreign guys. I, I, he's he's gonna be one of the biggest foreign stars in New Japan, if not the biggest foreign star in New Japan at mm-hmm. some point. I mean, he he's incredible. He he's to me one of the top five wrestlers in, in the world. So who
1: do you have, Ibushi or, or or Osprey? I
2: I actually think that I think Osprey will win. I think that Osprey needs the he needs this win more than Ibushi does. because mm-hmm. like, because like I said, he he's he's going to be a heavyweight this year. It's almost definitely going to happen. We're going to see him in some of these, and when I say this year, I mean of course, 2019. Right. We're gonna, we're going to see him in in some marquee spots. I believe. I think that the, he's going to get a nice push as a heavyweight, and I think this will be the beginning of that. Uh, I I wouldn't be shocked to see Ibushi win, but I do feel like uh, Osprey is they're kind of they're going to put the rocket ship on him a little bit uh, in in 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Then we have a three-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship and, and Mark is three teams that I don't want to pronounce their names all wrong, but you gotta help me out here. So we got yeah. Suzuki Gun, right?
2: Right. Okay. Versus Rapungi Three K versus Los Ingo Bernables de Japón.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing how you know Spanish Better than I do, you know what I'm saying? It just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I live in LA; it's a requirement oh, to know you at go. least a little bit of Spanish. And I,
1: I live in New York; I should know at least the same amount as you do, right?
2: That's that's a good point. It's a fair terrible. point. But uh, yeah, this this match, man, it's like uh, as good as good as New Japan is at the at the top, and 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 in their big programs. And to me, it's the best it's the best wrestling promotion in the world as far as the the top elite matches. And I don't mean the elite. I mean, like the, the top level matches and the top level programs that they build their long term builds. Uh, the tag, the tag divisions, frankly, mm-hmm. are pr- are pretty thin. They're pr- they're pretty, they're pretty weak as far as storytelling goes. And there's not a whole lot of storytelling really in, in the junior tag division. This will be a very good match in the ring, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot of story behind it. Uh, the, the, I mean, I guess the one, the one story behind it is that Suzuki Goon has had the titles for a good part of 2018 and both of the teams that are competing or, or Punky 3K is a, a young team that has had a lot of success early on last year. Uh, 2017 was really their own, their first year on the main roster in new Japan. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of up and coming still, but they, they have, they're very promising. And then, uh, Los Ingo Bernables uh, their team is Bushi and Shingo Takagi. Takagi just came to New Japan a few months ago from Dragon Gate, and he joined Los Ingo Bernables because Hiromu Takahashi broke his neck back in July, unfortunately, mm. in, in, a, in a horrible accident in, in the ring. Damn. So uh, that's kind of a new team, and Shing- Shingo Takagi is a very good wrestler, and he's gonna he's going to have a, a probably a very big year in 2019, maybe as a singles. But uh, th- this will be this will be a good showcase for him in in this in this tag match as far as the winner again it's not uh, there's not a whole lot of significance behind this match but mm-hmm. I imagine that I don't think Suzuki goon will come out of it with the titles because they've had the titles for, again for most of 2018 I could I could I, I would imagine that Ropungi3K or punky 3k or LiJ will, will win I'm not sure which but it'll be one of them that flight to Japan, bro. How long is that flight? Yes, it's It's about a 12 hour flight. I have a layover wow. in Beijing, so it's 13 hours to Beijing, just about, and then another three hours to Tokyo. Wow, it's a long flight.
1: So what are you going to do, fall asleep the whole time?
2: <laughs> gonna, uh, well, my, my my plane leaves at 1240 a.m. So it'll be it'll be already late. So hopefully I'll be tired, and I'll probably take some Tylenol PM and hope to pass mm-hmm. out for for at least a few hours. But I know what will happen. I know I'm going to try to pass out for for, for you know four wow. or five hours, and I'll That's probably crazy. wake up an hour into the flight and be like, "What the hell am I going to do now?"
1: <laughs> um, singles match for the British Heavyweight Championship. I don't want to mess up this guy's name, but uh, you go ahead, bro. You say it. Bro. Tomohiro Ishii. There you go, and Zach Sabre Jr.
2: Correct. All right. The there you go. Cruiserweight classic alum. Okay. Zack Sabre Jr.
1: You sound familiar, yeah. Okay.
2: This is this is a, a great match, and it's a, it's kind of a so New Japan has has partnerships with different promotions in different parts of, of the world, including Ring of Honor, of course, in the United States, CMLL in Mexico, and RevPro in the UK. And so they they share they share talent back and forth, and Zack Saber Jr. and Tomohiro Ishii have wrestled a lot for Rev Pro in 2018, and they've kind of they've both had the British the this is basically the Rev Pro main title the British heavyweight title, and both of them have had it this year. Minoru Suzuki had the title for a long for for, for a few months too, and Ishii beat him for it in mm. November at Power Struggle, the New Japan Power Struggle show. So. And and Suzuki took it from Ishii and Ichi took it from Saber in the beginning of the year. So this is Saber's kind of rematch with Ishii. It's kind of been like a year long like storyline between the two of them for this for this title in, in the UK, kind of with matches in the UK and Japan. So it's kind of a it's kind of a, a big like blow off match for their for their program all year. Should be a very good match. Ishii is one of the just one of the the guys who's never gonna be the the IWGP heavyweight champion. But he's he's just a tremendous worker. He he, mm. he works his ass off every match. He he is uh, his his fire and his and his uh, and his intensity in matches are almost non non paralleled. And he works. I mean, he works very stiff. I, I've heard he's a very safe worker, but man, does his stuff look very good and very and very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach Saber Junior. is is one of the best if not the best technical wrestler working right now, his submissions and, and malwork are great. So much so that Daniel Bryan has mentioned him many times as far as guys he wants to wrestle in the future. Zack Sabre is kind of what Daniel Bryan was on the indies back in the mid, uh, well, I guess the early aughts and the, and the mid aughts when he was in Ring of Honor and, and what have you and involved. Anyway, it uh, should be a very, very good match between two very good in-ring workers. I do, I do think that... Zack Sabre Jr. will will kind of complete the circle and win the British heavyweight title back from Ishi um, at at the Tokyo Dome.
1: There we have your favorites, the Young Bucks, uh, three-way I tag. Don't know, te- <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> three-way tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks, your favorites, um, Lij and the Gorillas of Destiny.
2: Yeah, this this will be this will be uh, this will be a very good match. Of course, it's just it's it's a little bit of uh, shoddy booking uh, on New Japan's part because the Young Bucks are they're in a position where they're they they're not going to be on every tour in Japan, which I completely understand and I get it. I don't expect them to be, but basically the the New Japan has their World Tag League, which is their big tag team tournament in november and december and the winner of the tournament it's a round robin and then a, a championship match the winner of the tournament gets the title shot for the tag team titles at russell kingdom and sonata and evil from los ingo mm-hmm.
0: won
2: with the world tag league and there and they were supposed to face the gorillas of destiny god at the tokyo dome but of course, the Young Bucks need to have some place on the card. True. So, so on that on that card, that Evelyn Sonata won. Young Bucks came out and challenged them to a, a three way, and now they're going to do a triple threat match. So it's kind of like thrown together. No great story there. The match itself, again, will be we will, will be very good. Of course. Mm. And 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 this is and this is a big question, and we'll touch on we'll touch on this a little bit later with Cody and Kenny Omega as well, and also Hangman and Hangman Page on on in the Gauntlet match. What is the future of the Young Bucks and and the other guys in the Elite in mm-hmm. New Japan? Seem they're they're gone from Ring of Honor. They're they're done with ROH now. Their contracts expired, all of them. Will they continue on with New Japan in 2019? Are they going to do this? All elite wrestling promotion that has been rumored, and it seems like there's a lot. There's there's smoke. Uh, uh, there, I mean, it, see, it seems like there there is there is some real some reality to this to these rumors because of the trademarks that have been filed and and some of the things that have been reported. Mm. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. For that reason, I don't think the Young Bucks are going to win this match. Although they may swerve everyone and 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 win it and do it that way, but I would imagine that. It would ma- it would probably make sense uh, the most sense for GOD the Grills of Destiny to, to continue with the, the tag belts moving forward because they are they they are one of the more consistent tag teams they are a real tag team in New Japan and again the tag team divisions in New Japan are not are not great they're they're a little bit thin and Lij is it's not an evil or a tag team but they also have singles matches very often I mean evil just wrestled Chris Jericho in November at Power mm. Struggle for the intercontinental title that was a singles match so those guys are more singles guys who teamed together a little bit so it kind of makes sense for god to continue on with the titles
1: so then we have the singles match for the iwgp united states championship uh cody uh against juice robinson um why is it just cody now Uh, uh, what happens to cody Rhodes? so he don't do that no more
2: he uh, so apparently he's actually he's able to do that legally mm. but he chooses not to do it because he does not want to just be thought of as Dusty Rhodes son. So okay. he just goes by Cody and he feels like that's enough that people know who he is.
1: Okay, makes sense.
2: Yeah. So this is this is a rematch from their their US title match in September in in Long Beach, California where Cody went over Juice and won the US title. Juice had been the U.S. champion since uh, uh, July when he when he beat Jay White, who had the title uh, from the beginning of the year. So it's a rematch of that of the, that match, was, which was a very good match, one of Cody's better matches of the year. I expect this one to be a pretty good match as well. And again, the same thing with the Young Bucks, man. I, I don't know, I don't know what the future of Cody is in New Japan, mm-hmm. so I have a hard time seeing him go going over here. I think Juice will go over. And I think Juice is prim- <clears throat> primed, like Osprey, to have a big year in New Japan. Especially if Cody is leaving and the Young Bucks are leaving. These are guys who are going to get moved up and and fill those spots and and get and get pushes. And I I would imagine that Juice will be on that list.
1: So when you mention Cody and and the Young Bucks, maybe possibly leaving. Like wh- where where do you see them going?
2: Well, I mean, they're starting their own promotion, and it seems like there there are some there is some truth to those rumors. It seems like they may actually go on their own and start their own thing with, with the 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 owner of the Jackson Jaguars, son Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. There's there's money behind that. Obviously, they have trademarks already filled out. It seems like they're trying to go it on their own. That's what it seems like. Cody, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and most likely Kenny Omega too. But I don't know if I, I don't know if. He will be going, you know, remaining in New Japan. I'm not. I'm not really sure. No one really knows at this point how it's going to work. I do think that we'll find out more this week, and and maybe even when when I'm in Japan, when these guys are in Japan, maybe they'll have some kind of an announcement about it. But this could be it. This this week could be it for them in, in New Japan. Okay, um, they're, not, they're not going to WWE. That's, <laughs> that, no, I, that, I I didn't mention that. I just yeah. That well, I mean, that was a possibility. They got they, they all got offered apparently very very big contracts from wwe and they turned them down so it's it seems to me that they're gonna try to go off and do their own thing kind of like all in only expanded to a a much bigger you know uh real promotion like a a legitimate i'm not gonna say a challenger to wwe because i don't think anyone's gonna challenge wwe anytime soon but an an alternative to wwe
1: okay um then we have singles match for the IWGP junior heavyweight championship uh Kushida against Ishimori I guess right
2: Kaiji Ishimori there yeah. you
1: go got it right all right
2: yeah uh this is this is uh this is going to be this is going to be a great match Ishimori spent a good amount of the year in Impact in Impact wrestling mm-hmm. um TNA Impact whatever whatever it is now whatever it is <laughs> wherever wherever their their TV is now it's on some crazy like right wing, NRA channel for some reason now I guess. Anyway, Ishimori uh, came into New Japan back in June, and he's been he's been a factor in the in the junior heavyweight title picture since then. Uh, Kushida won a tournament for the vacant belt. The aforementioned Hiromu Takahashi, he was the junior champion in New Japan. He, like I said, he broke his neck in July. No what no one really has any idea when he's going to be back if he ever does come back I, I hope he does because he was he was one of the best juniors on the roster one of the best wrestlers on on the roster period mm-hmm. who had a very very bright future he was uh, i mean still in his in his mid 20s and i mean uh, the guy had the guy had the the sky was the limit for him in, in new japan he was he was uh and still is incredible so hopefully he comes back um but uh Kushida won the won the vacant title in a tournament in the fall so now he's the champion going into the dome against ishimori and i'm not sure i'm not sure where they go from here because kushida is kushida is very much been a stalwart in the junior division i mean he's he's just been their guy as a junior he's like the junior ace or or at least the, the most consistent junior he's been the champion multiple times Ishimori has never won the title because he just came into New Japan in June. Um, I, I, if I had to guess, I would say Ishimori probably goes over here and has a run with the belt because he has not had a run with the belt yet. This was obviously not their plan, Randy, because they they figured that that Takahashi would be healthy, but he's not. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they were probably planning on Takahashi versus Ishimori in this match. So they had to kind of fill. They had to kind of fill a spot and and do something new. So this was not kind of like there's no real story here because. Again, this was not their plan because Takahashi got hurt. But uh, there are rumors that, that WWE really wants Kushida. So really? I, and, and he's done pretty much all he can, honestly, in New Japan. He's, t- he's too small of a dude, really, to go up to heavyweight in New Japan. Mm-hmm. So his future might be in WWE on 205 Live or in, or in NXT. That could be that could be where he where he goes next because he he's kind of he's done everything he can he's he's really reached he's kind of reached the ceiling of, of where he's going to be uh, he's phenomenal I mean he is a fantastic wrestler but there's really I mean he's won the junior title I mean I don't know I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how many times he's won won the junior title it's been a, a ridiculous amount of times also a former MMA fighter uh, Kushida he's won the New Japan junior heavyweight title six times. So he's he's been at it for a while. He's won the title a bunch of times. I imagine Ishimori goes over here and Kushida maybe leaves New Japan or they go in some kind of other direction with them, but maybe even maybe if he's not going to be uh, in the in the title picture maybe like a a ta- like a tag maybe he'll have a, a tag team future, but I think Ishimori goes over here.
1: Now before I get to before I get to the final 3, I, I do want to ask yes. you. I probably asked you a long time ago and I I I, I assume I forgot, but you know I've been watching wrestling a long time. I'm pretty sure you have as well. Um, With the new Japan stuff, like you know a lot about this, and I'm sitting here hearing everything you're saying on. I'm hanging on every word, and I'm like, damn, like,
2: like I think you fell asleep. No, 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 no.
1: I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, should I feel bad about not knowing as much uh, of New Japan and these people as much as you do because? You know, I know we're very busy and we're doing our own thing. And you know, I watch more WWE, Raw, SmackDown, all that good stuff. And you tend to watch it here and there, but go more towards with New Japan and, and you know other stuff. So, like, should I feel bad not knowing as much about this as you do, or I don't know?
2: <laughs> you should. You shouldn't feel bad because look, I mean, everyone has different tastes as far as styles of wrestling goes. Uh. And my, my taste is more of the of the strong style, more of the more of the, the high risk style of Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that a little more. I, I don't I'm not a big fan of the of and again I, I I still enjoy WWE for the. I mean, I for for what it is. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing with the women's divisions on on both shows now. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as far as just what I enjoy, I'm I'm like an, I'm an in ring product t- type of guy, and New Japan tells stories like long term stories that accentuate the in ring product when that big payoff match happens and as we lead into these these top three matches that's exactly what it will be it will be all of them are long-term stories that they've been telling for for a while telling very well and they will most likely blow off with very good in-ring action and that's kind of what i what i enjoy i like the i like the hard hitting like the more mma style that some wrestlers in New japan have like a like a you know like an ishi even like a like a like an ibushi who's a former kickboxer Kashida. Um, I, I like that. I like that. That's like my, that's like my taste in wrestling. Whereas some people like the, the more like soap opera type storylines of WWE, where it's like, you know, Braun Strowman turns heel and face every two weeks. True. I'm not really down with that. I, I prefer like <laughs> longer term storytelling yeah. and like really good, like hard in ring action.
1: No, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, you know, I can't sit here and say, and act like I know, you know, what's going on storyline wise, With New Japan, but I do agree with you that you know when it comes to you know what what I watch, I'm just like you where I can't just watch people turn heel and 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 good guy back and forth back and forth and see Big Show turn heel for the 84th time. I can't see either. (laughs) But I'm more of the storyline. Give me give me give me a reason why I should watch. Give me a reason why I should invest in this program in this match. So uh, apparently New Japan is, is doing that and. McMahon is not but that's a whole different story for a whole different time but
2: uh, yeah and, and again it's different there are different formats too whereas New Japan does not have a weekly show or two true. weekly shows like, like Raw does it's very different they have tours and they have it's very mm-hmm. most of, most of their events outside of the very big ones are almost entirely tag matches because they save the singles matches for the big shows. They say they save the really important singles matches for the Wrestle Kingdoms and the Dominions in June in Osaka and the King of Pro Wrestling and the and and like their big big shows. Right. So you'll see you'll see if you look at New Japan's schedule. Uh, it's even the even like the bigger shows like their like their pay per views like the ones that you know like their their monthly big specials like WWE does there are probably only like maybe three or four singles matches on the entire card, mm-hmm. maybe even two or three. Um, and, and that's because they really save, they save the big matches for the really big events and they tell the stories in ring. So they'll tell the story of the the program of the feud through like tag matches, which is why two weeks ago, that match that I mentioned was Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega and, kota ibushi the golden lovers right it was a, it was a tag match it was a main event of 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 one of their shows leading into the tokyo dome and it was because obviously tanahashi is facing omega ibushi is facing osprey and uh it was a fantastic match and it kind of gets it gets you primed for their their match of the tokyo dome and they i mean they, they have promos that are not i mean their their new japan promos are like are like real sports promos where they have a press conference after mm. the event. Like the match is over, they go right to the back for a press conference. And they and that's that's where they really give their promos. It, they they answer questions from like reporters. Some of them are actually real reporters, like who co- who cover New Japan for for weekly for weekly wrestling magazines in Tokyo and also right. Like I mean, newspa- daily newspapers cover cover like wrestling there like a, like a sport. Mm. So that's what, that's when they cut their promos, not like not as part of the event in front of the fans, but in the back, like a sport, you know, like MMA almost. You know, it's like no one's really cutting a promo in the middle, like Daniel Cormier is not coming out like in the middle of a UFC event and cutting a promo. He, they'll get a promo after the match, but most of their stuff is done in, in like the media. And that's kind of what how New Japan is. It's very much like a sport in that's that
1: right. way. Um, now we have Okada versus regular good old Jay White.
2: <laughs> switchblade baby switchblade
1: switchblade jay white against okada
2: What's that's up? right that's right so this this has been this has been a year-long build for this match it's mm. been a year-long build the day after wrestle kingdom last year in 2018 was it, new, new year dash is is always the day after wrestle kingdom and that's when they start all of their new programs for the year they launch all their new their new stuff. That's when all they 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 do a lot of New Japan is not very angle heavy. They don't run a lot of angles during like I said. They don't run a lot, a lot of promos and angles, but New Year Dash is the show where they do a lot of angles because everything kind of like they shake everything up on that day. So last year's New Year Dash, 2018 New Year Dash, Kenny Omega announces Jay White as the newest member of Bullet Club, and immediately Jay White turns on Kenny Omega, takes off his Bullet Club shirt and throws it down, leaves Bullet Club and joins with Chaos. That's Okada's faction. Okada is the head the leader of Chaos. And even in even in that initial moment, Okada and Jay White knew that they were on a, they were I mean, in storyline in kayfabe, they were already teasing a match because it was like, all right, Okada wants Jay White to join because he knows he's going to be, and he want basically it's a, it's one of these you want your en- it, it keep your enemies cl- uh, closer than your friends type of, type of deal, right? If that makes sense. So Okada wants Jay White in there because he want you know keep keep your your friends close and your enemies closer. So he wanted to keep Switchblade in Chaos and and kind of the same thing with with Jay White. At the time, don't forget, Okada is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He just beat he just beat naito at the tokyo dome the day before so so jay white is in is in chaos okada's faction through through the year until the fall where he turned <clears throat> he turns on okada uh. and not only does he turn on okada well he, he actually turned on okada he was part of chaos but he was kind of still playing the heel a little bit in, in a babyface faction, he was playing the heel through the G one in August, okay. and then finally it sealed the deal when Okada's longtime manager Gato, who is the real life Booker, of New Japan, he's the, he's the real he's the real life, you know, guy who writes all the storylines. He's he's like the head the head of creative from New Japan, and he was he was Okada's manager for six years, and he turned on Okada. Mm. In October, in October, wow. and joined up with Jay White, and at the same time, Jay White joined the Bullet Club OGs, the the Gorillas of Destiny, Bad Luck Fale, uh, those guys. Where when when Kenny Omega and Young Bucks those guys left Bullet Club, Jay White joined up with the Bullet Club OGs. The OGs were were the guys that were in the Bullet Club when Finn Balor was in the Bullet Club and AJ Styles was in the Bullet Club and and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. So it's all it's all the old school Bullet Club guys now with Jay White and Gato, and Jay White is the new leader of the Bullet Club, and they turned they turned on Okada. They beat up Okada, and uh, that is all is all leading into the Dome where ok- Okada's faction is is all fucked up. Because Jay White came in and basically gutted the faction.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okada's manager turned on him. You know, Jay White is now in Bullet Club. And Okada's kind of a man without a country. And all of a sudden, the last part of the year, Okada has been like hanging out with like Tanahashi, his longtime rival. Cause he's like he's a man without a country. He's got really nowhere to go. Cause his 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 faction, which by the way, was started by Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh it's it's Nakamura's old faction. Nakamura was the leader of chaos. Mm-hmm. And in on Okada's watch it's 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 falling apart. So he no longer has the heavyweight. He no longer has the heavyweight title. He's no longer got his faction that he was the leader of. Um, Jay White is wreaking havoc. Jay White has his old manager in in his corner and the backing of the entire Bullet Club. And Okada is kind of you know uh, alone trying to fend for himself. No longer at, no longer going through kind of like a crisis because he's, no, he's no longer the champion. He dyed his hair red, you know, from from the from the the blonde and. Uh, so that's the story they've told this entire year, man. It's been it's been an, an incredible buildup, um, and and Jay White is a guy that only came up in 2017. From he was a, a young a young lion, which is like their their like developmental system, right. and then he went on excursion in Ring of Honor for like a year plus, and then he only came back to the New Japan main roster in 2017. And he is he's only in his he's only in his mid twenties. He is a like a an uber prospect for them. And he, he's a guy that is gonna if, if Kenny Omega leaves, Jay White is kind of the the, the foreigner, the, the 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 guy gene that they that they call it, uh, who is gonna take the lead as one of the top top people in the company. So uh, they've really pushed him well and the whole and his car- his character work has been fantastic. His in ring work has not quite gotten to the level of his character work yet. But I would imagine this match against Okada it's like uh, Okada has good matches against Okada would have a good match against me. I mean the guy the guy is uh it's insane. He's incredible. So this will be a great match um as as far, and and it's been a great year long build. And I, and I think that I think Jay White wins. I think Jay I think Jay White goes over here beats beats Okada who is the ace. I mean he's really the ace of New Japan. He he's there he's their long term guy still only I think 31 years old so he still has a long uh, you know a long bright future. He will eventually come up into a main main event a main event role again and he'll be the heavyweight champion again at some point, but for now he's kind of being pushed into like the upper mid card and I think they're gonna use him to get Jay White over big leading into twenty
1: nineteen. Well I'll tell you one thing, man. That that whole storyline you just laid out um it's fucking. It's fucking good storytelling, right? No, you you you're, you're right. I think it's better than anything I just saw on fucking Raw and SmackDown <laughs> in 2018. i like, I don't know, I don't know who Switchblade is like that. I know Okada, but now I'm I'm, I'm hearing everything you're saying. I'm like, you know what? That was pretty fucking laid out perfectly and better than yeah. what I've seen on, in the whole last year.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just crazy because they. I mean, they they truly do. Plan well ahead as far as their booking goes. They're not just—they're not just kind of, you know, scrapping it together every week and hoping something comes out of it. They really do have a plan. Like G- Gato is thinking about. Gato is probably already ha- already knows what the main event of the of next year's Tokyo Dome is going to be—the 2020 show. I'm sure. I'm sure he already has a plan of what all of 2019 is going to look like as far as what the big matches are going to be, what the big storylines are going to be. And uh, and this was the one from 2018, and it's a, it's a great it's it's probably the best story told in in wrestling. Uh, I would say this year, probably the best story.
1: Then we had the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, so no Dean Ambrose involved. Uh, Naito <laughs> and uh, Chris Jericho. I think I know that guy. Chris Jericho and Naito Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Jericho is the champion. Do we see Jericho lose? Or re-, re retain the belt against Naito, Mark.
2: Yeah. Again, this is this is a story Randy that they've been telling since New Year Dash last year in 2018. The day after the Tokyo Dome, remember last year's Dome show where Chris Jericho faced Kenny Omega. Yes. And uh, Omega beat Jericho in a, in a in a great match. I remember talking about it with you guys on on the show. Yep. Last year, the night after Wrestle Kingdom at, at New Year Dash. Chris Jericho attacks Tetsuya Naito. And that kicks off this year-long again, this year-long storyline. They had not told they had not told it there haven't been as many twists and turns like the the J Wedd Okada storyline because Jericho just hasn't been in Japan. He only wrestled twice more in Japan all of last all of you know 2018. So Jericho attacks Naito. They kind of tease that match for the first half of the year. They finally wrestle in June. Jericho faces Naito, beats Naito in one of the more physical matches that Jericho has had probably in the last ten years. It was it was a it was a rough, brutal match where Naito like was like bleeding from his eye, like his eye was all jacked up in that match. Jericho like put him through like a table, like like his head head first into a table. It was uh. It was a it was a very very it, it looked like a real like a like a street fight like like not like a WWE street but like a real like bar fight that you might see like on on a Saturday night. Uh, it was it was a good match, and uh, so Jericho beats Naito. He cheats to beat Naito to win the intercontinental intercontinental title, um, and then Evil, who is part of Los Angeles Naito's stable, every everything in New Japan is very much based on factions and stables. So Naito's Naito's stable is Losingo Bernables de Japon. Uh, Okada's stable was chaos. Now it's kind of in it's in an you know upheaval. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks were with Bullet Club. Now they're part of now they kind of broke off into the elite. Jay Wyatt is leading Bullet Club and Tanahashi kind of leads like the guys who are not affiliated with the stable. They're kind of like the unaffiliated baby faces of, of New Japan. That's Tanahashi's group. <sighs> so uh, Ishimori who's facing Kushida, he's in he's also in bullet club. So so uh, uh, evil evil saves Naito from a bigger beating from Jericho after the match is over and teasing a, a future Jericho evil match and that happens finally so that was in so Dominion when Naito faced Jericho was in June. And then finally, Evil and Jericho face each other in November. So it was a long time between title uh, between the first time he defends the title and, and when he got the title, talking about Jericho. So Jericho faces Evil in, in June. They have a really good match at, at Power Struggle. And uh, Jericho goes over Evil, wins that. And of course, that sets up the rematch between Naito and Jericho for the Tokyo Dome. And... It's it's been again, it's been a long it's been like a young, long build for for these two guys where, you know, it's been it's been a weird year for Naito because he was everyone thought he was going to win the heavyweight title at last year's Dome show against Okada and he didn't. And it was like people were, were pissed about it cuz he Naito Naito is kind of like Naito is kind of like the like the heel who people love in Japan. He's kind of like the stone cold of japan right he's he's like the bad boy like he's easy like he's a dick like he'll he'll, <laughs> spit, he'll like spit he'll spit at his opponents like a uh-huh. cheat but uh-huh. they i mean he is the most over wrestler in japan uh-huh. he, the, his merchandise the los ingo Bernables, uh merchandise is the highest seller in new japan he's he is like their he's like their their f- I mean he he like the the, he has like the like the cult following where everyone loves him. He doesn't get pushed as the top guy like an Okada does mm-hmm. or an Omega does always, but the fans so desperately want him to be the guy. And I think that this this year will be the story of him ca- kind of getting back to that point. So I think he'll go over Jericho here. Mm-hmm. I think Naito will win, he'll he'll become the Intercontinental champion. At some point, he'll probably lose the belt in 2019. But I think that Naito will be in the main event of the Tokyo Dome in, in 2020 next year, possibly against Okada, maybe Omega if he's still around. But I think this is the match that kind of sets Naito back into the main event because the people are uh, are, de- are demanding it.
1: Did they ever follow up with Jericho and Omega from All In with Jericho dressed up as somebody else and he attacked kenny omega did they ever follow up with that or no
2: yeah, they did well they did uh on jericho's cruise that was oh. Jer- jericho basically did that as an advertisement for his cruise <laughs> which which i mean the guy is an incredible the guy is just incredible no, i mean right yeah great businessman great worker great i mean great everything great character work uh, he's the the, the this, this jericho like you can't even say Jericho 2.0. It's like Jericho 5.0. Oh yeah. Uh, this this new this new this new Jericho is uh, is something else, man. What uh what I mean, I don't know what his future is. I, like I said, I think Naito is, is gonna is gonna win the title and and, and move on to a, to some big programs in 2019. I'm not sure what they do with Jericho if he's even in New Japan next year. Maybe he joins up with those guys in the Elite and joins all Elite Wrestling. Maybe he's with the Cody and the Bucks and and then those guys. Who knows? I I really don't know.
1: And I assume the main event, the IWGP yes. Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega Tanahashi. Uh, what do you think, brother? Omega Tanahashi.
2: Yeah, this is this is. I honestly don't know. And and really, Randy, the mm. the who wins this match is really dependent upon whether or not Kenny Omega is in New Japan moving forward. And no one really know no one really knows the answer to that. No one knows if he's going to leave and join up with his, you know, with Cody and the Bucks and those guys and go to this all elite wrestling, this new promotion. Or maybe he's still in, maybe he's still with those guys in that new promotion, but he still wrestles for New Japan because they're not really going to be competitors. One will be in the States, of course, and when New Japan is still in, in Japan, I honestly don't know. Um, new Japan has a show with Ring of Honor at MSG, at Madison Square Garden in, in April. Like mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier earlier on, yeah, it's hard for me to believe, and it's already sold out. So that's 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 all well and good. They they already sold off the the garden, which is phenomenal that they did that. But it just it it I can't imagine New Japan going into Madison Square Garden in the United States without Kenny Omega, their biggest North American star. Right? I mean, it doesn't it, it seems crazy. True, that they would do that. I, now, I, I, but, but again, his contract is up at the end of January, so this could be it. And then I don't know what they would do for as far as a main event uh, uh, for that show at MSG. That Omega is, is the face of New Japan outside Japan. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in this match. We'll know a lot about where Kenny Omega goes depending on who wins this match. If he wins, if he goes over Tanahashi... Then I think we'll probably see Omega headlining the Garden Show. If he loses and Tanahashi wins, then I think Omega is probably is probably gone, and he's probably gonna join up with with the all elite guys. Either way, I think he's gonna be with the elite guys, but he may be he may do both. I I don't know. I'm I'm still we still gotta find out what what the heck's gonna happen. As, as far as far as this story goes, n- not as not as great of a story as. The Okada J. White story, maybe not even as good of a story as the Jericho Naito story, but basically the story behind this match, Randy, is Omega is is the new school guy where he has this concept of wrestling that is is a a direct, indirect conflict with the ideology that Tanahashi has for wrestling. Tanahashi is is an old school guy. He's he he does not believe in the big bumps and and the. And the you know dangerous risks. He's an old school technical wrestler. He's, I mean, he Tanahashi's idol is Shawn Michaels. He he believes in kind of that old school wrestling mentality,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where you t- where you tell an amazing story in the match. You don't ha- you don't take seven bumps on your neck, and you don't you know knee guys in the head and that kind of thing. He's very much that old school guy. True. And he's been and he's been carrying. He, he's he, Tanahashi's the guy that that uh, New Japan was in a lot of trouble in the in the like late aughts like in 2008 2009 and he's the guy that got them out of that and he was their big star for, for many many years and this is kind of like his his like his next like his like late career rising up he's in his 40s and uh he hasn't he hasn't held the title uh, the heavyweight title since 2015 when Okada beat him Okada like finally beat him in 2015 to kind of slay you know slay Tanahashi slay the old ace and become the new ace so now Tanahashi's trying to have have that like late career surge yeah. against Omega who is like his diametric opposite as far as what he believes wrestling to be which is interesting because there's a lot of truth there's a lot of like reality to that it it really it really is true Omega has a much different Ver, you know, Omega and, and those guys in the elite like to break kayfabe and they like to, you know what I mean? They like to kind of do like the, the new school stuff Whereas Tanahashi is very much an old school guy who like, who grew up like watching WWE, WWF, you know? Yeah. Uh, but who's also, you know, uh, obviously still a great athlete and still at his age at 42, he's still phenom- a phenomenal, worker. Um, he beat Ibushi to win the G1 tournament in, August to get the title shot against Omega at the dome and Omega's had the title since beating Okada in, in June at at Dominion. So I think, and again, I, I, it's hard for me to say what, what Omega's future is. And that will be the winner of this match will be dependent on that. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think Omega wins. I think he goes over. I think he stays in new Japan for at least the foreseeable future. I think he headlines the MSG card possibly against Ibushi, uh, maybe against Okada, but I think Omega wins, <clears throat> and I think and I think uh, <clears throat> I think Omega wins, and I think you probably see you know him stay very influential as far as New Japan wanting to continue to expand in the, in the United States and you know Canada and, and 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 the West, and I think Tanahashi, I think that maybe he gets kind of bumped down a little bit and works more in the mid card, the upper mid card as a guy who help put guys over because he is, I mean, he's 42 His but I mean, he's been doing it for a long time at the, at the highest level, his body's kind of breaking down. Mm. Um, I think that if, I think that if Jericho hangs around the new Japan, I think that you'll see a Jericho Tanahashi match in 2019. If not, maybe next, at next year's Tokyo dome, because Jericho for a very long time has wanted to have a match against Tanahashi because they're, they're, they're very much like contemporaries. Uh, Jericho's older than Tanahashi, but they, were kind, they both kind of came up in the same time. Both of them, by the way, idolized Shawn Michaels. So I think, I think we'll, see, we'll see that match at some point if Jericho stays in New Japan.
1: So let's say hypothetically Omega, Cody, the Young Bucks, they were to leave New Japan and start right, their own hang, Hangman, right? Yeah, Hangman Page. They all leave to start to start their own promotion. It, is it that much of a big hit to New Japan that I, I I'm not saying they're gonna flop and be bankrupt and that's it, but you know, right. how much of a hit is it? Will it be for New Japan if, if those guys were to go up and leave and start start their own promotion?
2: It would be. It would be a big hit to New Japan in in North America it would be a big hit to New Japan and North America because without Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody, New Japan and Ring of Honor don't sell out Madison Square Garden, right? I mean, they don't sell out in Madison Square Garden. They don't, uh, I mean, they don't do, they don't sell out the those Long Beach shows that they've done the last couple of years. I mean, those, those are all events that were headlined for the most part by some iteration of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody. So, it would it would definitely damage their expansion, which uh, n- never before in New Japan's history, going back to 1972, has New Japan been more relevant and more popular in, in the United States and North America. Mm-hmm. This this is this is their this is their golden era as far as being popular here, and being popular here is very important to their their executives and to their company. They really do want they really do want that. And they've already announced a few shows, like a smaller, like smaller level shows in the United States for the beginning of the year in February. So they still have plans to to, to move forward with this expansion. But it'll make it hard to do when when Kenny Omega has gone and Cody has gone and, and the Young Bucks are gone. As far as their, and, and by the way, 2018 was one of J- New, uh, New Japan's best years financially in a very long time. One of their best years financially ever. Um, mm-hmm. because of that expansion and because they've been able to add so many more uh, subscribers to the new Japan world service, the digital streaming service. So it would be damaging to them as far as like draw like drawing power in the, in the United States. And uh, but as far as Japan goes, as far as like domestically, it would not it would not be a huge hit because Om- Omega is really the only guy of those guys who is a headliner in Japan. And Omega is is very popular in Japan, but he's mm-hmm. probably not as popular as like Naito or as Okada. He's in the top, uh, not as popular as Tanahashi. He's probably like number four as far as like draws right. in Japan. The young bucks have never really been. They're not main event guys in Japan. Uh, Cody's never been a main event guy in Japan, and Hangman Page, Hangman Page is actually a guy that like Japan loves because he had a great G one this year, and he's he's made like a, he's actually developed uh, a, a following in Japan. He's like an up and coming guy, right. but he's not at that point yet. So those guys would not be that damaging to to New Japan's business in Japan, but certainly they would be the rest of the world, and that's why I, I'm talking about guys like Will Osprey and and Jay White. And Juice Robinson having Zach Sabre Jr. too having big 2019s if those guys are gone because they need to kind of fill, you know, fill those gaps up, especially Jay White. I think Jay White, Jay White's obviously a guy that they think is gonna be the next Kenny Omega, the next AJ Styles. Mm. The, the, lo- losing, losing these guys already is not is not new for New Japan. I mean, they lost AJ Styles, you know. Uh they sure. lost, they lost Anderson and Gallows, they lost Shinsuke Nakamura, who's I mean, he's he's not he's not even you know a white dude from the West. He's Japanese. He's one of their he was their big, one of their biggest stars, and he's Japanese. Yeah, and true. But you know,
1: I, I think for me, that, I mean, I could be wrong, but the difference would be these guys might all leave at one time. Like, AJ, right. Finn Nakamura didn't just ship out all at one time and say I'm, I'm right. out of here. You talk about maybe five guys. Well,
2: AJ, AJ Nakamura, Gals, and Anderson all left like the exact same time.
1: Oh, so I was wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. Finn, Finn Finn left. Finn left earlier than that. Right. But that that was that was the bit. The I think that was 2015 when those guys, AJ Nakamura, mm. gals Anderson, all all bolted, and that was that was a, a big hit. And at, th- at that time, people thought, "Oh man, New Japan might be in some trouble."
0: Yeah.
2: But I mean, at, th- at that time, Kenny Omega was a, was in the junior division. Which is why I say like Osprey now, like they, he, Osprey has kind of been on the back burner, and he could be the next Omega. Hmm.
0: Huh.
1: No, you're right. Um, I think hearing you uh, talk about this whole Wrestle Kingdom show, uh, I've learned a lot. Learn learn a lot about these people, the storylines, the back-to-back back, uh, story. Um, I will try my best to watch, or well, not, at, not at one four in the morning. But I will try to uh, to recap uh, Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. I'm gonna try to find the link. I'll, while you were talking to me, I'm looking at, um, you know, online for the Ring of Honor show at the Garden. So yeah, th- they might tell you it's sold out, but I think it's not just yet. I think it's close to being sold out. So I'm trying to. I'm going to try my hardest to finagle a way to get in there um, probably by myself because nobody that I know is going to watch New Japan with <laughs> me. So um, I'll probably go by myself if I can. But um, before I let you go, again, you can follow Mark Raimondi on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi, MMAfighting.com, and the A-Side show on YouTube every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, you cover UFC for, for so long and you know going going to a, a wrestling question real quick um, we're almost a year into Ronda Rousey being in the WWE um, yep. you know officially fighting at Wrestlemania 34 she's now the universal universal champion she's the raw women's champion <laughs> um and now I assume will be head you know headlining WrestleMania 35 and some capacity could be the main event. Just want to get uh, get your thoughts on her almost to a year of being in the company. Um, what does she you know still needs to work on? What has she improved um, since coming in? And do you like the possibility that Ronda Rousey could be in the main event? At WrestleMania against against the likes of either Becky Lynch and Charlotte
2: Flair, I think that she absolutely should be in the main event. And I remember going back, Randy, talking with with you and Graham on this show. Mm. I, I mean, a year, probably a year ago, and yeah. we were talking about Ronda Rousey being in the main event of WrestleMania 35. Then yep. o- we, uh, over a year ago, yes, we did. At that time, we thought it maybe it maybe could have been Asuka as her opponent. But now Becky Lynch has had man, what a year! I mean, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch has penetrated the mainstream this year. She's she even penetrated my world. I mean, she was on <laughs> Ariel Hawani's MMA show on on ESPN. True. I mean, she's she, that woman is everywhere. Uh, she's great. She's trained. She's training with Conor McGregor's coach. Like she's she's uh she's everywhere. So I think that I think that Ronda Rousey. And I've been saying this, and I've said it on this show many times, she's the biggest star in WWE in terms of drawing power. People, A lot of people have paid money to watch Ronda Rousey fight in the UFC on pay-per-view. And I think that people have the expectation that she's a main event, draw anywhere she's going to be. And Becky Lynch has, I mean, really through her social media and, and her promos, has i mean her her twitter game is just off the charts oh yeah yeah definitely Uh, she has made herself and she has the perfect foil in in ronda rousey and she's elevated herself you partially using ronda's star power and and her drawing power and her and her her, i mean she is an established star in combat sports she's used that and, and raised her game and i feel like charlotte flair has raised her game as well Especially in ring, I thought that Charlotte Flair was, was the MVP of that, uh, that three-way TLC match from yeah. earlier this month. So I think that should be Becky versus Ronda as the main event of of WrestleMania 35. I, I mean, I think anything else is to, to quote my friend and colleague Luke Thomas' uh, promotional malpractice. I think that is clearly the hot program going into uh, MetLife Stadium.
1: So in the event you know hypothetically that it's not the main event you know they go with Brock or, you know Seth Rollins or some, that would some, be a terrible like mistake
2: um, Seth Rollins out here getting booed because the fans want to see Becky, Charlotte and Oscar. I mean so, that's that is telling
1: so what would you what would you attribute that to where they, you think like they're just you know nervous scared to kind of you know, you know, pull the trigger on having the women made event, uh, made of uh, WrestleMania for the first time, or do you? I mean, what other reason do you think they won't do that at WrestleMania?
2: Oh, I think they will. I think they would be crazy not to. I can't. I can't imagine them doing it. The only, the only. I mean, if you're asking me to find a reason why they wouldn't do it, yeah, it's because they're stuck. They're just stuck in there, and in they're always. That's the only. That's the only, only reason why they wouldn't do it. There's just no program. Today, I mean today, uh, you know, the end of December as we as we go into January, maybe things change. But today, there's not a single star in the men's division, uh, not not a single program that has any kind of heat behind it, like a Becky versus Ronda would, or you want to throw Charlotte Flair in there and, and make it a triple threat match. I mean, nothing is even in the same ballpark. As, as those three and the, and right. the heat behind that their their programs I mean those women have really knocked it out of the park and 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 credit to WWE for booking it Exceedingly well. They really have booked it very well. It's been a it's been a simple coherent storyline from from the start and and Kudos to them for that.
1: So overall you're you're pretty much impressed with how Ronda has Handled everything in, in in her first year, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Rhonda has I mean, look, people say people say what they want to say about her promos, they're not they're not great and they may never be great, and that's that's okay. Her in ring ability and her ability to tell stories inside matches is far, far, far more advanced than it should be at this stage where she's not even a year into her into her wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Her her first match ever was in April of twenty eighteen. That was only uh, eight months ago. I mean, we're talking about someone who's only eight months into her wrestling career, and she's already having look. Ronda Rousey is having great matches with Nia Jax. Name one person on the roster who's had a great match with Nia Jax <laughs> who is not Ronda Rousey. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, let's be real. She's very, very good. Far better than anyone could have ever, ever imagined.
1: And you know what? She she carried Nia Jax in that match. And you would think Nia is the veteran uh, more than Ronda, but Ronda comes in and she. I think the match that she had with Nia, the match she um, she had with Charlotte at Survivor Series, and the Triple Threat ladder match. uh, Yeah, Triple Triple Threat TLC match. Uh, Okay, no, she wasn't in that. No. I'm sorry, Nia Jax and the Charlotte match, I think were her two best matches of the, of, of her career so far. And I think with her and the likes of a Becky and Charlotte, again, in the triple threat match, I mean, they can go beyond the page and go uh, above and beyond. Um, if they were to main event WrestleMania, um, I mean, listen, man, I've been a fan for so long and maybe it's time to kind of go against the grain and do something different. But Something still tells me that <laughs> fucking Brock Lesnar is going to be in the main event or something um, at WrestleMania. Should they do it? I think I think if they keep the, the storyline rolling and it's super white hot and they have no choice, go ahead and do it. But a, a, you know, a part of me says that the main title, the universal world title, whatever it is, is going to main event WrestleMania. And I mean, do I feel bad about that? I, I could... But you know that's something you kind of have to expect from them if they keep staying in their old ways.
2: I I mean I I, I get what you're saying and I I won't outright disagree with you. I, I could see them doing that. I just think it would be I think it would be a mistake because yeah. Right now there's just there's just I mean there's just nothing there. It's just not it's 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 a wasteland and it's and it's their fault. I mean it's it's their fault. And True. Uh, look. Roman Reigns getting sick and, and let's hope he, let's hope he gets better. I don't Absolutely. think he's back by WrestleMania. I hope, I hope, I hope he gets, better ba- I hope he's back next week, but it's partially their fault. They didn't really have a backup plan in the event. Something happened to Roman Reigns. I mean, no yeah. one knew that no one could have foreseen that. And and they're keeping Brock around longer. It seems like because of this, he was, I think he was Brock Lesnar was going to fight in the UFC, probably the first quarter or, or the second quarter of, of 2019. And now he's probably not going to. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean the women are the women are the hottest act on either show, <laughs> SmackDown and Raw. They're the hottest act. They've been booked well, and and they and they've knocked out of the park th- themselves. So I think that's I think that's the main event. If they don't do that, I think I think it's a mistake. I think they run they're going to run into the problem like last year in New Orleans, where where Brock Lesnar's getting getting booed again.
1: Oh yeah, that was nasty. I mean also. Asuka is the Smackdown champion on on that brand so I mean you know she won won that TLC match Um, I was shocked about that you know real quick I was shocked about that but I think it you know it it, it opens the door for Becky to you know I know me and you and Grant would do the rumble later on but I think Becky would win the rumble she gets Ronda she goes to Raw, and I think Charlotte will get Oscar in a one-on-one, um, and hopefully Oscar goes over because I think you know when, when Charlotte beat Oscar last year at WrestleMania, broke her streak. Maybe she gets the revenge uh, on you know this time around.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I I would be all for that. I think that both I think both of those matches would be would be dynamite. Would would be great.
1: But Mark, I know you, uh, you you're planning to go to. Japan, uh, sometime in the morning. So by the time people hear this show, you're already over there for the um, for the New Japan show. Enjoy Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, I know me and you grand with you know touch base after that and do some Rumble stuff going forward. Um, hopefully you can join us, you know, on a week to week basis. You know what I mean? Because you haven't been here since quite some time, my brother. Quite some
2: time. I think after I think maybe after all in was the last time I, I uh yeah. I hung out with you guys yeah, on then, the show.
1: Then you would just then you were just all out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah my uh all, all, all out of town i was i was traveling exactly. like a, like a crazy person
1: uh but again mark raimondi great work mmafighting.com he's on twitter at mark underscore raimondi um you do the the podcast on YouTube every Wednesday at one o'clock eastern time called the a side for mmafighting.com good stuff so mark I'll catch up with you with Roma, man
2: yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for letting me preview Wrestle Kingdom. I think I talked for way longer than <laughs> way longer than I thought I would. But I mean, I, you, I, guess I'm, you, I guess I'm excited.
1: You talk more than me. You know, you know, fans might think this is your <laughs> show now. <laughs> you should
2: get. You should make your New Year's resolution, Randy. What's to that? give New Japan a real try. In I, I
1: am. Listen, man. If I can somehow get in that in that MSG show. Um and and watch the um, Wrestle Kingdom. Trust me, because when you tell me Randy, go watch All In and Mark. What did I do? I saw All In. You I gave you my my and you and you liked it. I, I I thought I thought it's pretty. You know, it was all right. I mean, you know, I I did not hate it. At least I I, I did not hate it. I, I liked it very much. Um, you know, Cody and even Green Arrow was on there, so you had different things going on. It was you know I don't know about the other guy coming out with the the, the the porn stuff. Penis, and, druids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that could have been left off the show, Mark. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> no, good. No, man. That was the best part. Uh, yeah, well. The best uh, part. for you. <laughs> um, Mark, uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you and the family. And I know we'll catch up soon.
2: Thanks, Randy. Appreciate right, Mark, it, man. Take it easy. Good night. All right.